Welcome to uh, the Sicha this week, Sicha Gimel in uh, Parshas Bereshis, in Chelek Yud, page 13. Kvar Duber Kama Pomen. It was already said many times. Shedar Kashal Rashi, Liyashiv Bipirushe, Eskol Dover Akosha Bipirish, Haposhet Shalaksuhu. Rashi explains any simple questions that come up in the meaning of the Pasik. So if you see a question in the Psukim and Rashi does not answer it, So this itself is proof that in Rashi's opinion, it's not a question. He doesn't even bring it up, he doesn't explain it. Because it's something that's self-understood. So based on this rule, we need to understand as follows. There is a simple question that comes up in this week's parsha, and Rashi says nothing about it. Why not? From this that the Pasuk says that the Nachosh, the snake, spoke. He spoke the Chava. It says twice that the snake spoke. And Rashi says nothing about how is a snake speaking. Other Mepharshim do discuss this idea that a snake speaks. So Rashi leaves it at the way it's written in the Pasuk, literally. So according to Rashi, it's clear that the meaning of Ayyemen means simply the Nochosh at that point speaks. The Nochosh had the ability naturally to speak. Like human beings. We don't find such a thing by any other animal. Since the snakes today. That are the descendants, they come from those snakes, or the first snake, the Nachashakadmaini. They don't have the ability to speak. So we must say that at a certain point in time, this ability to speak was taken from him. It's logical to say that this happened to this snake, to the first snake that uh, persuaded Chava to sin by the Eitz And when? When did this happen? The curses, the David cursed the snake because of the sin. Part of it was also the fact that the snake was cursed, that it can't speak anymore. So that's what we can see based on the fact that the Apostle says that the snake spoke. And the fact that we see today that the snakes do not have the ability to speak. So this is a simple conclusion we come to. That the, the snake was cursed and the ability of speaking was taken away from him. So now if so comes the question. So why doesn't the Pasek spell out that the snake was also cursed in this? That he was taken away, there's the ability to speak. You look in the Pasik, it says all the different things that the snake was cursed for, that I was going to bring later in the Sikha. A few different things. This seems to be also a major change to the nature of the Nachosh. And nevertheless, the Pasik doesn't mention a word about it. 
it's a simple question in understanding the Pasik. And there's no answer to be found in the words of Rashi. Now we can't answer. Because, just because the reason that we just said, which is, Just looking at the facts, that today a snake cannot speak. And we know the chet, that the nachashakad meini sinned, and therefore it's logical to say that he was cursed with this, that it was taken away from him. So, in a cause of tzorok lafarsha. We see this in the nachash can't speak, so the pasuk doesn't have to say that this was one of the things that David cursed it with. And Rashi doesn't even have to address this and clarify why the Torah didn't write us. It's so obvious that this was part of the curse of the snake. So we can't say this. This would only answer The Pasek does not have to tell us something that's self-understood. We see the fact that the Nochesh can't speak. Over here, our question is, the question is on the Pshat of the Pasek. The Ebershah speaks to the Nochash and tells him with what he's going to be punished. And there's different details the Ebershah tells him. Why did the Ebershah not tell the Nochash, like the other things he tells the Nochash, that he's going to be cursed by the fact that his ability of speech will be taken away from him? That's our question. Seemingly, we would be able to answer, Abisha tells the snake, you are cursed more than all animals and uh, the, the wild beasts in the field. So he's cursed more than all other animals, which means that he's the curse consists of the fact that he's going to be inferior to all other animals. So it's understood from this that this includes also that his ability of speech will be taken away from him. As it's understood that this is also true about the fact that originally the snake was smarter than all the other animals. And after this curse, this arma was taken away from him. If you're not going to take away the ability of speech from the animal or from the snake, how could you say that he's more cursed and inferior to the rest of the animals? He would be more prominent than other animals that he can speak. So because it's self-understood and it's actually included in the words that the Eivish that tells the snake that you are going to be cursed and inferior to the rest of the Balichai, so that obviously includes that his ability of speech will be taken away from him. But if that's the case, that we're looking over here at this statement, and it's included in this, so it doesn't have to be specified, so then the question is, So why when it comes to another curse that Eivishter specifies clearly that it will be moving around on its stomach and not have any feet anymore, why does that have to be spelled out? It should also be self-understood. Why? When the Eivishter says that he's going to be cursed more than all the animals, so that includes this as well. Why? This means that the snake is going to be inferior even to chayari meses, the creeping, crawling animals that have no feet. So the snake will be less inferior to them. 
ובמילא מובן שנכלל בזה שגם העונש דקציץ עשר רגליים. So it's understood that this includes also the punishment that its feet will be cut off. And therefore the uh, snake has no advantage over any of the creeping animals. So it's self-understood, that the Abishah tells him he be cursed more than all of the animals, including the creeping animals, that its feet will be cut off. So why does the Torah have to spell this out? If it doesn't have to spell out that its speech is going to be taken away, so it doesn't have to spell out that the feet will be cut off. If the Pasek here is just relating to us the story that happened of what occurred to the snake, so then this wouldn't be a question. The Torah would have to tell us this punishment that its feet was cut off. If the Torah doesn't tell us, how would we ever know that the snake had feet and that the feet were cut off? We see today the snake has no feet. Why would we think that the snake ever had feet? So if the Torah is just relating to us what the Einish was, we would understand why this the Torah has to specify. But in the words of the Torah, when the Abish just speaks and tells the snake what its punishment is, that's what the Torah is saying. The Abish speaks to the Nachash. When once the Abish tells the Nachash, you're more cursed than all animals, creeping animals, more than all of them. So therefore, it also includes the fact that its feet will be cut off. So just like it's not necessary to mention that David should takes away its ability of speech, it's not necessary for David should say that he's going to take away his feet. So the fact that the Torah does specify this Einish, that it'll be going around on its stomach without feet. So it's understood that when the Torah says that you're going to be cursed more than all other animals, this is not the curse that includes all the details. No, no, no. This is just an introduction. It was just telling him that he's going to be very cursed, more than all the other animals. It's just an introduction. But then the actual curse comes in the details that they wish to specify afterwards. When the Abishta says, he's not saying the general curse that includes all the details that will follow afterwards. It's just an introduction. And therefore it specifies afterwards what the curse consists of. The Al-Khayn and the other details which are mentioned in the Pasik. So, we come back to our original question. So, when David speaks to the snake and he tells him what he will be cursed with, why does it not mention the fact that the ability of speaking will be taken away from it? However, says the Rebbe, we could actually return to the Pshat that we said before, which is, when the Torah says that the snake will be cursed more than all animals, this is actually the curse that its mouth will be closed, that it won't be able to speak. Here, if you look closely into the words that the Torah uses, you'll see that this Indian, that its speech was taken away, you can see it in what the Torah is saying here. Why is that? Let's back up a few words before. What is it able to tell the snake? Because you have done this. Therefore you will be cursed more than all the other animals. 
These words, because you have done this, it's extra words. Looking at the story here, it's obvious that David is cursing him for the Aveda that happened. doesn't have to say again, so we can say, the Torah adds these words, to say, with what is he going to be more cursed than everybody else and all the other animals, and why is he cursed specifically with this? What the Torah is emphasizing, what David is telling the snake is, it's where you did what you did. It's that talent, that ability that you used to do what you did, with this, David will curse you, with that kishra and with that ability that you had that brought to the Aveda. That's what the Torah is emphasizing. When you did this, the way you did it, that's the way you're going to be cursed. So what was the main thing that the, the snake came to persuade Chava to sin? which happened specifically, it had it was very conniving and it was very, very smart, and he came and he approached Chava, so how was this? Could come on, the Rebbe will speak more about the fact that the snake was Aram. Is of course the fact that the snake spoke. The snake used the ability of to speak and to persuade Chava. Without the ability of speaking, how could he ever persuade Chava to sin? So it's understood when the Pasuk says these words because of what you did and how you did it in the same way you'll be, you'll, you will be cursed the Torah is primarily focusing on the that will be taken away because that's what you used for the sin and also the special wisdom that it had the ability to speak in this area that it used to sin, it's going to now become inferior to all other animals. Not only will the snake not have an advantage over all other animals with the ability to speak, it'll even lose any ability to make any voice, any sound, with, uh, with its mouth, like other animals that can make all kinds of sounds, barking or roaring like a lion, not in the snake, not only can't speak, but can't make any sound whatsoever, David should close the ability of the snake to speak or to make any sound whatsoever, so it's that area where this, which the snake used to bring about the Aveda, that the Eibish did not takes away its Kayach and makes it inferior than the rest of the animals. So, the fact that the Teire, that the Eibish did specify the curse, that it's going to go around on its stomach, so why does the Teire specify that? The fact that it was walking on two feet was not the cause for this sin that it went and persuaded Chava. So this does not, this is not included in what the Pasuk here is saying, the way you did the actual Aveda. The fact that the Torah cursed, or the Abish cursed uh, the snake in this way, the Torah has to specify that separately. 
as it does the other clothes that uh, it was cursed with. It's going to eat dust. The hatred between the Nochash and the human being. Because they are not included in Nochash. But the fact that the speech of the snake was taken away, that is there in the words of the Pasik. The way you did Aveda, that's the area that you'll be cursed. So this answers the question that we asked in the beginning of the Sikha and the Pshutu Shal Mikra, why the Pasik doesn't tell us anything about this Klala. It's right there in the words, Ki Asisa Zois, Ararata. Ulam, but now the Rebbe says, let's go a step further, let's understand the extent and how far the snake was cursed with this. Why was it necessary? Why did the snake deserve to be cursed to this extent that it should be even less than all other animals, that it can't make any sound whatsoever? Wouldn't it be enough just to take away its ability to speak? And it would be just like all other animals that can make any sound. Why is it necessary to completely take away the ability of any sound whatsoever? This question is answered with something that the Tater writes as an introduction in the beginning of this parsha. The Pasik begins when it starts the story of Chet Tzadas. It says that the snake was wise more than all other animals that the Abisha created. Pidish Rashi. So Rashi says, Orum Mikhail. What does it mean that it was smarter of all animals? As, as smart and as great as the snake was, that's how great its downfall was. Orum Mikhail, smarter than all, but Orum Mikhail. And then, but when it fell, he fell very low and he became cursed than everyone else. This is what Rashi explains all the way in the beginning of the parsha. The Pashtos said, simply, what's Rashi explaining here? Kavanas Rashi, he... Rashi is addressing these words, Arun Mikhail. What is Rashi addressing with these words, Arun Mikhail? What exactly is not understood in this Pasuk when it says, Vaham Nochosh, Hoya, Arun Mikhail, Chayas, Asada? What's Rashi coming to address here? So, the Rebbe will clarify here in the brackets that maybe we should say that what Rashi is coming to address is, this entire Pasuk seems to be extra. Why does it have to give me this introduction about who the snake was, and he was smart, and what's the whole Pasuk doing here? So the Rebbe says, no. Rashi is not coming to explain what this entire Pasuk is doing here. If that was the case, Rashi would have began from the beginning of the Pasuk, and he would, like Rashi, when he wants to explain an entire Pasuk, he brings the first word and writes V'goymer, and he explains the whole Pasuk. Or at least, to bring from the Pasuk, and say the Gaimer to indicate that he's explaining the whole Pasuk. He's explaining what's this whole Pasuk explaining at all. So Rashi doesn't do that. So that's not what Rashi is addressing. Rashi only brings the two words of Arum Mikol. If we're going to say that Rashi is coming to explain the entire Pasuk, So if Rashi is saying that the Taita wants to tell us about the great downfall of the snake, so then, wouldn't it be enough if the Pasuk just says that the snake was smarter than all the other animals? 
Why does the Pasuk add those words, Gimbal, another question, the Iker, another point that shows us that Rashi is not coming to explain the whole Pasuk. It's actually not even a question. There's nothing that's not understood with this Pasuk here. Why? Simple. Because when you start learning the Pasha of Chet Etzadas, you have an obvious question. How could a snake come and cause an individual like Chava that was created by the hands of the Eibishter to do an Aveda? David himself takes a part of the body of other Merishain and builds the body of Chava, and she is going to be persuaded by a snake. That the snake was very smart. All the animals that the Abishta himself created, the Abishta himself creates the Nochash with a specific ability to outsmart Chava, to persuade Chava. And therefore he was able to bring it to this mistake. So this is not what Rashi is coming to address. When Rashi explains that the snake was very great, very smart, and he had a great downfall, Rashi is not coming to explain the whole Pasik. Rather, what Rashi explaining is, Why does the Pasik have to say, that the snake was smarter than all, than all of the animals. Well, then I'm a bit kid, so why doesn't it say in short, the snake was very smart. To actually add the word very smart. And that's what the Pasuk is telling me, that therefore the snake was able to uh, cause Chava to make a mistake. Why is it necessary for the Pasuk to say that it was smarter than all the animals? Zepidish Rashi... So therefore, Rashi bring these, brings these words, and Rashi says, When the Pasuk adds the words, What we're really answering over here is the question that the Rebbe asked, Why by the downfall of the Nochash, by the curse of the Nochash, did it fall so low? That it should be inferior to all other animals, specifically regarding speech, we see that it lost any ability to make any sound whatsoever. So for this, Rashi is telling us here, we see that the Taita is hinting us an answer to this, answer to this, as great and as smart as it was, when someone that's so great and so smart makes such a mistake and does such an Aveda, you fall even lower. That the snake was greater and smarter than everybody else. When you're so great and you're given such special abilities and you go and you ruin it and you go and you use it all to do an Aveda with it, so then your downfall is going to be lower than everybody, to be inferior than everybody else. That's what the Pasuk here is coming to clarify when it says these words, Arum Mikhail. It was Arum Mikhail, and then it, it was Arum Mikhail. It fell and it got cursed more than anybody else. So with this, we could also explain another detail in the Rashi that we just learned here. That the snake was How smart the snake was and how great it was. So Rashi says these two words, 
What's this added word that Rashi says, Gidulasa? Which greatness of the snake are we talking about? Does it mean that the snake was very tall? Very mighty. Why would the Torah mention this here? All the, as we said, the intention of this passage is to explain how could a snake persuade Chava to do an Aveda. So for that, it's enough to explain that the snake was smart, very smart. They wish to give it a unique care to be smart, to convince Chava to do an Aveda. But the, the Gedula, tall, strong, how, what, how does that come into the passage? So what is the meaning of the Gedula here that Rashi says? We can't say that Dulasai is just coming to interpret our Masai that it was smart, its greatness, because it was smart, so therefore it was so great. So why is Rashi bringing and writing the word Armasai that it says in the Pasik? That's the word of the Pasik that it says, Autumn. And then to say Armasai Ugdulasai. That's not what Rashi should say. If Rashi is coming to explain what Aram does for the snake, Rashi should say that Aram makes it great. That's also Rashi should write that over here in the Pasuk we see how great the Nachash was and therefore how great the downfall was. So why does Rashi have to add? If Rashi writes Gedula on a Dibra Mascha where he says Aram Mikoil, Aram Mikoil, that the Nachash was very great. It would be self-understood that the Gedula is describing and telling you that because it was so smart, therefore it was so great. So why does Rashi have to say, From this we see that there are two things over here. There is the fact that the snake was smart and the fact that it was great. So what is this greatness? Where does Rashi see in the word Arum that there's another detail hinted in this that it was smart and it was also great? So we have to know what this greatness is about and how is it connected to the Orum, to the Lashon of the Pasuk of Orum. Omnam al piyan move on based on what we said before, we can understand this. Mikivin shekavanes Pasuk zeh hi What's the whole purpose of this Pasuk? To explain. What was the ability of a snake to bring Chava to do an Aveda? We must say, in addition to the fact that it was smart, he had to have had a ability to express and communicate that wisdom. That he had the ability to speak. If the Pasuk is trying to tell you about how he was able to persuade Chava, how he, a snake, can cause a person like Chava to sin, so Aram alone is not going to be a sufficient explanation. So he was very smart. But if he has no way to communicate that to Chava, so then how can he persuade Chava? So we must say that Arum includes something more. And the fact that the snake could not, is not only smart, but could also communicate and speak its wisdom is hinted in the word Arum itself. It's not only a wisdom that it has, but an, a wisdom that could be applied, a wisdom that could, that could be effective. You can use this wisdom. That's what Arum means. So Rashi here is explaining what it is, what special abilities the snake had that it put to use to bring Chava to sin. It had wisdom and it also had Gedula. The Gedula is the speech of the snake. Why? 
Rebbe explains, Hainu Gedula, over here, the greatness that we're talking about in this context, Maila Ba'orim, this is a added feature of its wisdom, when a person can speak, so you can reveal, express, and activate your wisdom. You could do something with your wisdom. And this is how it was recognized, and it was outstanding from all other animals, that it was smart, and it was able to activate and communicate and express its wisdom. So itself understood that in this context, Orma, and Gedula means not just some greatness in the general sense, but greatness as far as its wisdom is concerned, that it's not some wisdom that remains to itself, but a wisdom that it could communicate and use and apply. And this is Mokrach in the Pasik, because otherwise, if the Pasik is coming to explain how the snake used its abilities to persuade Chava without the ability to communicate, it would be insufficient. So this also explains that we never clearly find that when Debishta says to the snake what it's going to be cursed with, that it's going to take away its wisdom. Similar to the question that the Rebbe asks in the beginning of the Sikha, that the speech was taken away from the snake. We also don't find that the Teda ever tells us, or the Teda or the Ebishta ever tells the snake that its wisdom will take, be taken away. And therefore, as we said before, when the Teda writes, Ki Asisa, the talents and the abilities you used to sin, that's what you're going to be cursed with. It's the wisdom that it had that was the main cause for what it did. So as we see here, Rashi puts these two things, Arma and Gedula. Those are the two things that caused the, or gave the snake the ability and then it used this ability to bring Chava to sin. So therefore, both of them are included in what the Pasuk says, Kiyasisa Zeis, those two things, the, the, the Chachma and the Dibur that it used, is the reason why it was, it's being cursed in that. The title doesn't have to specify it separately. So then Rashi concludes and says, It was smarter than all, and it became cursed more than all the animals. When Rashi says, so in that one word, Aram, it actually includes both of the details that he mentioned before, it includes the wisdom that it had and the ability to express it. And then it was cursed in specifically these two areas that it became inferior to the rest of the animals. So over here the kavana is to these two things that caused, that brought about the actual sin and therefore was cursed in these two areas. So according to what the Rebbe is saying, it would come out that just like regarding the ability of speech, it became inferior to the rest of the animals. So to regarding the curse that it will not uh, be smart anymore, it uh, was taken away from it even to be inferior than the rest of the animals. So what we learn a lesson that we can take from this Rashi is Amru Razal The Abishta's attributes of goodness is much more than in the uh, attributes of punishment and the negative. If in this case by the snake, because of what it did, it was completely transformed from being the greatest and the smartest to becoming the most cursed, more than all other animals, 
הרי על אחס כמה וכמה בצד הטוב, we can understand how much more so this is true in the positive. שעל ידי פולי טובה, with one good deed, אפשר להופך מן הקוצה אל הקוצה. You can bring about a transformation from one extreme to another. נידרגה פחוסה ביוסר, אודר מיקל, being in a very low place, being in a place where you're cursed more than everyone else, לאסאלויס לאסאורום דקדושה מיקל, to be elevated, to be smart, in a holy way, in the, in the holy sense, more than everybody. One act could elevate a person to completely make this transformation. And this lesson is hinted specifically regarding a snake. We actually find a similar thing, a transformation from the negative to the positive by the snake in another place. When the snakes came and bit the Eden when they were in the Midbar, so what was the healing for the bite? took the very day we should tell him to take and create the shape of a snake itself, a copper snake, through Moshe Rabbeinu, and that itself, looking up at the snake, that itself causes the transformation and the healing of the Eden. And it's explained about this. So here we can see a transformation from one extreme to another. It's the snake itself. Which represents death. Over here it bit the Yidin. And also originally the snake is the one that brought which brought death into the world. In this case, it's the that is being the cause of life, of bringing life to the Yidin. As we know, the Ebishter brings the healing before he brings the punishment. <coughs> In the Chet itself, at the time of the Chet itself, at the time when the snake is causing the greatest Yerida for the whole world, by the great downfall of the Nachash, this hints also to this idea, that if you could have such a great downfall, what the Abish is telling you in the downfall itself, look at this. Look at this one action that can cause this great transformation and see that one action can cause the greatest elevation as well. And you can cause an elevation from a place of sin and, and death. To connect to the essence of the Abish higher than even being a source of life. The source, the Ebishter himself, which brings about So this is hinted in the Chet itself. We can see already also in the positive how you can elevate to the highest place even to bring till we come to Tchia As the Gemara says there, when Moshe Rabbeinu created the Nechash and the the point was to bring the Yidin's attention, to look upward with a full Tshuva B'cholo.